Hey everyone, and welcome to another Project Brief. Uh, I'm Delta, I do the Project Briefs here on the Boink Radio every now and then. Uh, today we're going to be doing TN Grid, and I'm here with my co-host Jay Ringo. Jay Ringo, what's your favorite type of jeans? I like, uh, what are they, 511s? Is Levi's that supposed five... to be a brand? <laughs> so is, I don't know the numbers, I think that's the number of Levi's jeans. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we're not talking about those types of jeans on this <laughs> on this episode. We're talking about the jeans inside your body, oh, not the ones you put okay. on the outside of your body. <laughs> yep, yep, makes sense. Okay, uh, yeah, so uh, as usual, leave all questions to the end of the project brief, uh, where we can have a little bit of discussion about the project. And today, yes, we're talking about Tien Grid, or also known as Gene at Home. It's an Italian project. It's run by the University of Trento. Uh, and it started testing the very first application in 2013. Uh, and its aim is to map gene relations between different genes, both within the human body and within other organisms around the world. So we should probably answer the very core question, what are genes? Well, they're definitely not stuff that you wear. It's stuff that makes you up. And uh, a gene is simply just a section of DNA or RNA that performs a particular function. So it's a little snippet of the DNA that says, oh, this person's going to have brown hair, or this one is going to be making the proteins to make your gut healthy, or this one's going to be making the neurons in your brain, or something like that. Uh, each gene consists of what's called base pairs, and you can think of that as like the data of the gene. So it's just like how computers store binary data as one of zeros. Genes store their data and their as base pairs. And if you went to high school, you'll have the base pairs, uh, you'll know the base pairs of where the DNA links up with the other one. It's uh, cytosine, guanine, and whatever, crazy ATCG or whatever it is. If you did high school, you'll know. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's not the important bit. Uh, the important bit. The important bit is how long these base pairs are and how many there are. Uh, and so the longer they are, the more complex the gene is, the more different it is, the more diverse it can be, and the more complex it can be to actually diagnose genetic disorders. Uh, as far as I've researched, uh, we don't know the full genome of the human yet, but we do know that it consists of more than 46,000 different genes. Uh, and we're discovering more each, um, each and every, uh, pretty much each and every year, we're, we're finding new ones. Uh, because technology gets so much more accurate and um, precise over the years. Uh, so TN Grid's role is not exactly to map the genes, but it's to sort of get relations between them and understand the relations between them so that we can understand genetic uh, disorders and genetic issues and what links to what, how functions in the body work. Uh, and uh, TN Grid doesn't only do the human body, it does also do stuff in nature, and there's a whole lot more genes in nature. That is a lie. They all exist in one store in New York City. <laughs> Carry yeah, on. your favorite one. <laughs> All right, but anyway, um, yeah, so I think there's some plants have like three or four times more genes than humans. But yeah, it's just a bit of a metric. Uh, okay, Darren, go have another question for you. <laughs> go for it. What's your favorite type of graph? You say graph? Yeah, graph, like a, a oh, column ooh, graph, a... a pie graph. A Venn diagram. <laughs> a Venn diagram. <laughs> that's actually a good choice, okay? It is technically a type of graph. Uh, and it's a graph that not many people would think about, right? Um, most people would think a graph is like, oh, it's a bar chart or a, a line chart or a line graph. Okay, I'm talking about the mathematical type of graph. It's more or less like a network that shows how things are interconnected. Uh, and so if you've never even heard of this, it's, it's definitely a type of graph, <laughs> uh, but it's not the graph that you'd think about. Uh, it contains nodes connected to other nodes. So it has little, you could usually express them as circles. You can express them as whatever you want, but 
usually people draw them in circles, and then you connect the circles to other circles. All right, very simple, but you'd be surprised how much complicated maths that you can derive out of this stuff. And then when circles are also connected to other circles, you can what's called weight them. So basically just give them a number, say maybe how long it takes to walk there, how, how long it takes to process something. And so with these graphs, you can do some really interesting stuff. Like you can find the shortest uh, route to your destination on a train network. Uh, or you can find the best way and most fastest way to manufacture something. Uh, and so these graphs actually have very, very distinct uses in the real world, and especially to TNGrid. So TNGrid uses this to sort of plot out the relationships, relationships between genes and actually sort of how they manufacture the different stuff in the body because it creates what's called a uh, dynamic acyclic graph, uh, which I'm not going to explain, but basically it just means the graph only goes in one direction. Uh, and so it uses this graph in order to figure out which genes are related to which, which ones are interconnected, and which ones have the most relationships with each other so that we can maybe tweak something or find out maybe a possible uh, link between a genetic disorder and some other part of the body or something like that. And because there are 46,000 different genes in the human body, it's probably far too onerous to make one huge graph of all the genes. All right? And this is where the art of distributed computing comes into play. Uh, we're able to take small chunks of this graph. We're able to take maybe 100 or maybe 1,000 different genes from the human genome and say, oh, let's work on this first, and then we'll put it back into the big picture. Uh, and so it does exactly that. Uh, the Boink project, TNGrid, it splits up the work into smaller chunks and compares genes within those chunks. And then once those chunks are created, we can then compare the other chunks and then make one big picture, one big collage of all the human genome and see which one's related to which. Uh, TNGrids say that they work with at most 1,000 connections in any one work unit. So your computer will only ever work with at most 1,000 different genes. Uh, and so if we take that 1,000 genes uh, and we were to make one big graph with that as to how TNGrid starts out with it, you'd have to say, okay, what if there's a room of 1,000 people and those 1,000 people were to shake hands with every other person in that room? Okay. That I'll would be a legal occurrence, you. sorry, but not uh, with the virus going around. No one's shaking yeah. hands with anyone, okay? Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll put this into a more modern perspective. <clears throat> okay. Everyone is playing VR chat. <laughs> Oh, okay, and everyone great. has to shake their hand with every other person in the room in VR. <laughs> okay. And so there's okay. a thousand people in the virtual room and we're all shaking hands. Or we can say in the Zoom room, we can shake hands in the Zoom room. <laughs> okay. But anyway, the point is, uh, if you do the math, that's almost 500,000 handshakes. Okay. So, uh, and if you want to go into the math, you can search up a thousand choose two. All right. And that'll create what's called a totally connected graph. So when TNGrid actually computes this stuff, it has to compute the comparisons between those genes, which is about 500,000 comparisons. Okay, but that's not counting how many base pairs are in the genes and considering the base pairs between both the genes. So if we add in that factor, and assuming that uh, each gene has approximately 10 million base pairs, which is almost the biggest amount of base pairs a gene can have, uh, and we compare them iteratively, so we don't, we go, okay, compare 0 to 0, 1 to 1, 2 to 2, 3 to 3. If we compare them iteratively, the amount of base pairs that there are, multiply it by the number of handshakes we have to do, the number of comparisons, we get about just under 1 trillion compu uh, computations, 
Okay, on a regular computer, that's actually not that bad. Um, it's it's pretty okay. So you probably think one trillion is quite a bit, but for a computer, it's not that much. But the point is that we can take these little chunks of one trillion, compute them on computers around the world, and bring all those chunks back together. Uh, and so yeah, that's very doable on, on a computer, and that's very doable on the Boink network. So now let's talk a little bit about what TN Grid uh, is currently working on in terms of projects. So because of COVID-19, the only real project that they're running is the, uh, as they call it, the Homo Sapiens Phantom One, uh, which is their code name for their project, which is pretty cool. Um, and th that, as you can probably assume, does hum the human genome. Uh, and the reason why they're only focusing on the human genome at the moment is because one key gene that they're working on is the ACE2 gene because it's highly related to COVID-19 and how it actually latches onto the body and infects a person. Uh, so the, the, the initial pro uh, aim of this project was to map the relationships between all the human genes uh, and try and fight stuff like motor neuron disease. Uh, but we're finding now that it actually has a completely different purpose. And so we can try and use it to help with other diseases. They also have another project called uh, Vitus vinifera, which is to help improve uh, vineyards in grape production. Uh, they note that uh, grape production is important for a lot of emerging economies around the world. Uh, and yeah, just uh, it's it, the grapes are, I think, one of the most farmed fruits that there is. So uh, they want to try and help improve the grape genome to both produce a bigger crop more sustainably with less water and less byproducts and stuff like that. So uh, that's a very interesting project too. So you can actually help plants be better at being plants. Um, and there's one other project, uh, actually a couple of other projects that relate to bacteria. Um, I think they've been decommissioned for now, uh, but yeah, they were trying to find the genes within some deadly bacteria. Uh, and yeah, they were trying to find some genomes for deadly bacteria, maybe find a way to stop or hinder some of the genes from performing their functions in the human body. <laughs> I'm almost done, Jeringa. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay. I hate my question. You are going to hate my question. I'm holding Okay, it. we'll save it, save it. <laughs> Yeah, so even though uh, TN Grid is currently working on uh, just the human genome, it still has plenty of work to go. Uh, according to their, uh, according to the latest figures that I saw on their um, server status page, uh, which tells you how many work units are available, how much they're crunching through, and stuff like that, TN Grid has a lot of work. Uh, they have to compute around sixty-two thousand sections of genes, so. Uh, there's a lot of sections to go, and they're currently running at about 27.5 sections per day last time I checked. So if you do the calculations, it'll take approximately six years to complete at this current rate. So TN Grid really needs a lot of help on here. So uh, if you're listening to this and you want to find a new project to compute, TN Grid really could use some help. They've got six years of work under their belt, and you can really speed it up by helping computing on TN Grid. TN Grid is a CPU-only project, so you can't use your big, beefy GPU. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you don't have a good computer. You can always try a different project. Uh, I like to keep advertising here at Zooniverse.org. I'm not paid by Zooniverse.org, by the way. <laughs> but I've always I just like it. This. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just really like it. It's, it's, it's like yesterday I got so bored that I, I was running Boink in the background, and then I ran... Zooniverse as well, and I was doing Zooniverse projects because I like helping out with both my brain and my computer. And if you like helping out with your brain, you can help out with Zooniverse.org. Anyway, um, next time uh, on the project brief, do the cool theme song. We are going to be looking at 
I saw some in the chat. They wanted to. They wanted us to look at Qcompedia. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do some research in Qcompedia, and uh, I'm gonna get back to you on the next project brief, talking about quantum chemistry. Woo! All right, I've been holding my tongue, but I got a question for you. Yeah, question time, everyone. Bring your questions. <laughs> are are grapes really a fruit? Is that is that real? Are they? <laughs> I googled it. I mean, and they, they said grow on a tree. They grow on a vine. <laughs> well, is a tree a vine? Are vines trees? I'm so confused. It says, Wikipedia says, a grape is a fruit, botanically a berry. So I am immediately confused. Well, hold on. A berry is a type of fruit, right? Is it? Is a raspberry a fruit? Yeah. I'd is a raspberry even a berry? I mean, huh. if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it looks like a duck, it's a duck. Unless it's not a duck. <laughs> what if it's a ditto? It's a, it's a goose. <laughs> it's a goose. There we go. Sackpop's got a good question for you. All right, let's read this one. Uh, so is this going to provide a blueprint for general organism manipulation? I don't think so. Uh, I think what you're trying to say there is, can it generalize or, uh, organism manipulation? So can we generalize sort of editing genes and trying to figure out better genes? No, because the way that TN grid works is it works with specific sets of genes. So, uh, for example, in the human genome project, it'll only work with human genomes. Like, I mean, yeah, it could create a general template for editing the human genomes, but not for just any organism. Um, and so in order to actually be able to um, manipulate those additional organisms, and no, we're not broccoli. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Okay, and to, uh, to edit the genes of the uh, general organisms, you need to have the genes of those organisms. So you need to specifically look at the set of genes that goes with what you want to look at, essentially. What, what the hell are you talking about, broccoli, J. Ringo? Aaron says that the rule of thumb, the general rule of thumb, is that if, if it grows underground, it's a vegetable, and if it grows above ground, it's a fruit. And I said, well, what about berries? And like broccoli, that's a vegetable that grows very much above ground. Is, is broccoli all of a sudden a fruit? No. <sighs> the big fruit debate. <laughs> This is why I'm having the discussion in chat. I wasn't even going to bring it up. <laughs> it's a general rule. It means it doesn't necessarily apply to everything. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I have a related question from the chat here. Call me Foxy says, the dilemma of running Rosetta or TN Grid. So the question is, how is TN Grid related or different to like the other gene or biology uh, oriented projects? Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's actually a very good question. So, um, it's sort of like working at different levels. So, for example, in computer science, I work at the programming level. So I'm the one that actually creates the programs for people to use. But the normal people usually work at the program level. They click on stuff in the program and they do stuff without having to worry about what's under the hood. All right. What TN Grid is doing is the stuff under the hood, which is looking at the genes, which will create the proteins. And then Rosetta at home is actually looking at the proteins themselves. Um, and so essentially, if we want to try and figure out genetic disorders, we're much better looking at genes. But if we want to look at actual diseases and other disorders, then we need to look at proteins. So uh, it's more sort of like that different level of, um, of complexity or different level of um, looking at the problem. And so, yeah, TN Grid is the one that's really at the fundamental basis of it. Oh, excellent, excellent. Just to make sure I understand. So it's like a uh, a material scientist rearranges molecules and atoms to create a new material, while a, a construction worker rearranges the bricks to build something that from the material scientist, what they made. Yep, that's an okay analogy. Just okay. Yep. Dang it. I was going for great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's okay. <laughs>
Cool, thank uh, you. Is there another question here? Uh, is there any specific focus on which genes are being analyzed? Um, the only thing I can say is that they're specifically looking at different classes of organisms. So one of them we said was the human genome, the other one was a plant genome, and the other one was a bacterial genome. But as I said earlier, all the other projects are pretty much decommissioned because of COVID-19, and they're just focusing on the human genome. I think because of COVID-19, they are specifically looking at the ACE2 genome, but in this project, you can't really look at just one gene. You have to look at the whole picture, because the point is we're saying, okay, uh, what does the ACE2 gene link to? Right, what does it relate to? If it relates to the 1, 2, 3 gene, then that 1, 2, 3 gene might help with curing coronavirus. It's that sort of uh, that sort of ideal. I apologize for uh, getting the fruit vegetable debate going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is great. I though. think maybe TN Grid can help solve it. We we might find a gene that's different between vegetables and fruit. No, diamonds are not vegetables or fruit. That is too far, sir. You've gone too Who's far. Saying that diamonds are fruit. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah, they grow underground. <laughs> No, they, Does that so make they're them vegetables. a vegetable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, are there any extra questions for Tiengrid? Uh, give me a second. What did you say their other name was? When, and you introduced it. You said it's Tiengrid or... Gene at home. Gene at home, huh. I, I prefer Tiengrid. Tiengrid. I think Zach right, so, Yeah, we got another question here. Uh, so is the goal to create a general repository of gene data? Uh... And then can the data be used for a bunch of other stuff? Uh, it is sort of like trying to collect a whole bunch of data. If we want to collect the relationships between genes, I mean, we already know what the genes are made of. We already know what section of the DNA they're in. We just want to know how they're related to each other. And yes, that data will then be used for other stuff. Um, as I said earlier, an example of one would be uh, motor neuron disease. Um, Tal is asking a little bit of a technical question. They say, how do they keep it without the cycle? And uh, yeah, it is a huge graph, so there are like more than 500,000 connections. So if you want a bit of a technical overview of it, uh, I did read up a little bit on how they do it. So what they do is they start out with the handshaking problem, where everyone, every single gene handshakes the other gene. Then what they do is that they take out the handshakes between the genes, or the links between the genes that pretty much are zero or negative. So they have zero relation or they have a negative relation. Excuse me. And after they do that, they then use those remaining relationships to try and make one big directed graph using a particular algorithm. And I could not find this algorithm anywhere on the internet. If you if you know what it is, it's called PCIM. It's called Peter Clark IM. I tried searching. It is apparently non-existent on the internet. So if any of you want to know how the actual graph is made without cycles, in that case, it's made as a dynamic acyclic graph, then definitely try and search that up because I had no hope searching that up. Uh, and no, I didn't, I didn't try the Wayback Machine, but I, I don't think, it, I mean, if it's an algorithm that people use, it's, it's probably going to be available to people. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a bit of a more of a technical uh, thing if you're a good mathematician. All right, I think that's all the questions. Cool. That's it. Cool. Uh, I'll see you guys later on the next project brief. Uh, hopefully in another two weeks, we'll be doing Qcompedia. We're going to do some quantum chemistry. Looking forward to it. Bye, Delta. See ya.